guys. We're back with another episode of An Extra Dose. We are Alexis and Samantha Bellbell of adoubledose.com, and we are the bloggers behind A Double Dose, obviously, and we love sharing wellness stuff with you guys, anything life-related, anything health-related. Even though we're not experts, we thought we'd been through a lot of ups and downs with that, and then just obviously fashion. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you know that we post a lot of fashion stuff on there. But we have been trying to add in a little more wellness stuff just because we love it. We've had a passion for for a lot of our lives, and it's a big component of our everyday lifestyle. So while we love to wear cute clothes and share affordable finds with you guys, the wellness is something that when you guys message me about or you feel inspired by plant-based or just anything we're eating or just living a healthier lifestyle, it really is what motivates me the most and what really makes me feel content and happy because... With today's topics, you'll hear us kind of share um, a little bit about um, more, you know, stuff about rejection and ratings in life and stuff like that where I think everyone kind of struggles. And so I think when we took a step back to talk about these topics to, to, to prepare for today's episode, I think we were thinking, what is what, what does make us happy with our job and what makes us happy in everyday life? And I think that encompasses so much and I feel like it's a good thing to kind of ask yourself to check in and kind of see, think what you think about yourself and your life and where you're at. And I think also the only reason this came up was on Saturday, speaking of our weekend, we went to a meditation seminar, a workshop that was, it was only two hours, but if you guys didn't catch our episode a couple months ago on meditation, it was just, it's really good. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I'm upfront. I haven't been the best. This is Alexis speaking. I haven't been the best about doing my meditation, but I have been trying to be more mindful and to really take deep breaths and to slow down, even though, as you guys know, it's a struggle for everybody in today's society with slowing down. But the meditation workshop was a really good reminder of that I need to get back into it and to really just give yourself some credit, to be nice to yourself. I think that's something that all of us struggle with again, like just being so hard on ourselves all the time. I think it's gotten so hard with social media. We're all so tough on ourselves. The comparison is so real. And I know just like from chatting with anybody, really anyone, anyone friends with outside of, you know, vlogging or outside of my family or anyone, it, everyone struggles with the comparison and not feeling good enough. And it's so, it's such a problem. And it, it's, it's, a, it's bad because it's becoming such a trend. It's also a trend for self-care right now. I feel like there's so many motivational books and quotes and all that. So I think there's two sides and it's, you kind of have to find the sweet spot for you. Um, but anyways, the meditation was really good. And what I, what through Sam and I speaking, I was like, what makes me the happiest is not the money is not getting likes on a picture because even to be honest, even when I do get higher likes on a photo, I ask myself, do I feel happier? And I'm like, no, it doesn't make me feel I feel less anxiety about it, but I don't feel like, quote, happier when that happens. The times I feel the happiest is when you guys send me a message or a comment or something that I know that I've impacted. Not that I'm like anyone great, but again, having an impact on someone's lives, whether it's it's influencing someone to buy something that they really end up liking or influencing someone to try something they wouldn't have tried otherwise, whether it's a Pilates class or trying a new food or like trying to eat more vegetables or trying to eat more fruits. Like I know I've been influenced by so many people too, just by reading a book or they've shared a product that I end up liking a lot. I mean, that's how, you know, social media has helped us. So it's important to think about like 
what you're getting out of it and that's what I'm getting out of it is getting to influence you guys and I get influenced almost every day just by you guys sending stuff or just having the platform that we have so I'm really grateful for that and while we're on that topic we just wanted to kind of go into well first rejection because I feel like that's something that Sam and I have been dealing with a lot I mean everyone deals with it and I think it's it can happen on so many levels whether it's a personal level it's a love with work, uh, relationships, um, I mean, college. I mean, there's so many times you can be rejected, projects that you're working on. I mean, your family, like you can be rejected in all aspects of your life. But for us, I think there's been personally, I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been rejections with friendships like over the years and stuff. But I think recently there's been stuff with work and I think that again, social media can be such a highlight reel. And I think people, and even me, I'm, I'm very guilty of this too, are just, they see only the best parts and they focus on all the things they didn't get or things they don't have. And this person has X and I don't have X. I only have this. And I think it's, we get so caught up in it. And I, like I said, I'm very guilty of it. I know so is Samantha. So for me, I think rejections, unfortunately, they're not fun to be, they're not fun to deal with. And I think it can make everyone really emotional, angry. You have all these emotions. You know, you're angry, you're resentful, you're hurt, you feel alone. And I think it's just a really, it's something that we all go through. And I don't feel like a lot of enough people talk about it. And I, you know, and I think this is a space that we can talk about it and be open about it because I think on Instagram, like, I'm not going to sit there and record a million stories of myself saying how, how I've been rejected because that's just not the space for it. But here, I feel like we can be more open and that's why we like podcasting with you guys. So with rejection, I think initially when it happens, you're so upset about it and for me, like, I just can't, depending on what kind of rejection it is, like, if it's some, I mean, I, it's usually something I really want, but when it's something that I really, that I was kind of like, eh, about, or kind of in the middle, I'm able to brush it off more and just kind of tell myself that it wasn't meant to be, and like, there's better things coming, but when it's something that you really, really want, and you had, you know, you had all these plans in your mind of it, I think that's when it hurts the most, and I think that it's important to realize that it's not always a negative thing that we all have rejection. And if you never got rejected, you wouldn't appreciate all the things that you got accepted to. So for me, I know a really big thing that I struggle with is focusing on the stuff that I have, not like family and stuff. I mean, I have so many things I'm grateful for, but it's like when you get rejected from a job opportunity, focusing on the stuff that I actually do have and being proud of the stuff that I have and the ones that are excited to have, you know, excited to be working with me or, you know, whatever. Same with relationships. Focus instead of focusing on the ones that you don't that have quote decided to move on or it's just like not going well and you're gonna have to part ways, focus on the ones that are there for you and that are positive in your life. So I think there's so many ways and we wanted to share some, you know, about rejection and why it's important to focus on, you know, why it's a positive rather than a negative. So I'll let Sam kind of talk about a little bit about that. So obviously, like Alexa was saying, it's been something like, that's been on our minds a lot recently, but, you know, it's something like Alexa saying that everybody struggles with it a lot. Um, but I was reading an article yesterday, and I kind of wanted to share with you guys um, a little bit more about it, because the whole time I was reading it, I was like, wow, that's like so true. And it, I could definitely relate. So the article, which 
it's from Talkspace.com, but it kind of related to when we go into the kind of like not the solutions, but what we're what we do to help us with that. Um, we'll mention a book that kind of resonates with this as well. But basically, it was saying that social that, that humans really basically are social creatures, and we all crave connection and meaning and like wanting a purpose in life and. When you're faced with rejection or someone not accepting you or you feel like that, it's hard for you not to not internalize negative feelings about yourself. And it brings up like this internal crisis of feeling alone, which is really a, like we were like I was saying before, if you're focused on, you know, um, being social creatures, that's like the hardest thing to ignore. And I feel like it's well, we'll mention the book, but basically the book, the author talks about how people want two things what was it? It was, you want, um, you want connection. You crave human connection or not. I mean, not human, but connection and you fear reject and the fear of rejection. So that couldn't be more true. And I think if you're thinking about that, you realize when you, it's, it's such a simple thing and you're like, well, that's so simple, but it really is so true when you sit down and think about it. Or if you recently faced rejection or aloneness or something like that, you realize how true that is. Um, the article also goes into like kind of how there, there's like a science behind it and when you um, that memories are really complex processes and emotional experiences like rejection they get stored in the brain and they remain there a long time so if you remember like I mean I can remember little times uh, or times when I was little and when you're faced with rejection it could be something really small but if you think back there's probably times I mean I can't think of specific examples right now but I know yesterday I was thinking of, I was in that state of mind <laughs> and I was thinking about all the different times that I'd been rejected and. Isn't it funny when you, like, when you get rejected from something and I kept saying, cause I was venting my mom about it and she was like, I think rejection is such a bad word to use because it sounds so harsh and it is, it is really harsh to use and it's, and I sat there and looked up a bunch of quotes, which I'll get into in a second, but it's like when you are quote rejected or something or something doesn't go your way, you think of all the negative things that have happened to you. Like all the things that you've quote been rejected from. All of a sudden they start appearing in your mind. Yeah. You can recall all of them. Well, but this is what that article was saying. It's basically in the science about it. They're saying it gets it remains there thanks to the amygdala, which maybe you guys it's a part of the brain that may you guys might recall from like biology class or something. But anyway, um and it attaches meaning to experience. So if you struggle with rejection and um, and it gains me basically you just it gets stored in your memory so then other things bring it out and then they were also saying that when looking at MRI brain scans um, the same region of the brain that's activated when you're in physical pain is the same one that's activated when you're in emotional pain and it actually um, I don't know I'm like reading it while I'm talking to you guys but I thought that was so interesting because you don't think of it as like, I mean, it is pain. Actually, when you're really in that freshness of the rejection, you really are, you feel like you're in physical pain. Yeah, it feels worse. It's because the thing is like with pain, I think you can, you know, you can fix it. Where it's like, I'm someone who wants to fix it, fix it right away. I, if I am rejected or I feel uncomfortable, I just want to correct it. I want to make it better. And there's times you just have to grieve it. I mean, grief sounds so harsh, but you have to kind of deal with it and re let it resonate and let it marinate in your body and just like deal, process it. And eventually you come through it. But in the moment, it feels so horrible. And I know there's like everybody and everything quotes I quote I've read says that you will be so much stronger because of it. Everything happens for a reason. 
and it's so hard and you realize it later but in the moment all you can't think past that and it's so hard to accept and to grasp so wait there was one more topic as i was getting tongue-tied before um the main the most important part that I thought was interesting from the article was that it was saying, like I was saying about physical and emotional pain, it was saying that you can relive emotional pain obviously seems way more unpleasant than physical pain. And the study confirmed that um, reliving emotional pain results in more brain activity than physical pain. And you, you're also able to um, recount better details of your emotional pain than like physical pain like if you broke an arm or something and I kind of feel like that's true because in the time I haven't broken that many bones but the times I'm in physical pain I don't really remember the details like you remember it hurt but you don't remember the details I feel like breakups or rejections of any sort I feel like you can remember every detail just like the article was saying and I think that's why it hurts so bad to recount it because you remember things and it's easier to remember it so anyway I just thought it was a cool thing to share because I think when you're faced with rejection you think you're the only one you think that no one's ever felt like that. You were just someone to have a pity party all day and stay in your bed and not do anything and just be like super depressed and sad. Um, but I this article and a bunch of things we're going to share. Well, first of all, I'm going to share because we love you guys so much that you're not alone and that people face it all the time. And it's just... It's, I and I mean, I'll be totally honest. Like we don't... I don't sit there on Instagram stories and sit there and complain or sit there and get emotional just because, I mean, it depends what people are going through, but I just feel like there's a space for that. And I think it's great to be open. I'm all about being open, but you know, I also feel like there's, I don't know, for me, I don't feel ready to do that yet to open that part of me, like on stories and start crying. And to be honest, like last night or yesterday, it was very hard for both of us just with what we were dealing with. We're not going to get into what it was, but it was a form of rejection and I was really emotional. Like, I could not get myself together. I was on the phone with my mom, and we were both crying a lot. And it was just, it was just, like, there were so many things that had happened, and so, like, all in a row. And so I think it was just, like, I was at my breaking point. And I think it all comes down to, too, is that I'm just stressed and overworked. So everything is just impacting me more than it ever does. And I'm not saying I'm going to be emotional with this in general, just because it hurts, but... I think it's just, you know, all of it together, cumulatively, I just couldn't, I was, I was crying a lot, and I just couldn't move on. Eventually, we got ourselves together, and, you know, you come out feeling stronger. I feel a little bit better today already, but it's still, it's still raw, and I, I'm not going to lie, like, I had trouble sleeping. I woke up, and I kept thinking about it, and it's just, it's frustrating, because you can't, you just want to feel better, but you can't, there's nothing but you can But I do. told Alexis, it's like, you look back, like being stronger, you look back and there's so many times in life, like there's small rejections and bigger rejections, but it's part of life. And you look back at the times that, you know, just like the article is saying, you look back at the times and yeah, I can probably recount most of the details of when I was like some of the bigger ones and it still doesn't feel great, but you move on. The wound kind of heals a little bit. You move on and you become stronger because of it. Yeah. And also going on on a positive note, we wanted to share. Well, first I wanted before I, I don't know if you want to share this after, but we when we were thinking about things that you get rejected from. We were saying that there's it was crazy because no, this started last week. We were actually thinking about this since how we came up with this topic. Well, part of the topic was we were taking an Uber and I we were like comparing our Uber scores. And at first we were talking about this, and I didn't for the, for a while. I didn't even know. I thought they just had. I thought they just had a rating. I didn't realize we were rated as, like, customers, like, users of the app. I mean, I knew that for a while. I didn't. But... Well, I mean, I knew. I've known for a while, but I'm saying initially, I thought it was just the Uber driver. Because, like, you know, when it pops up, you'll mm-hmm. see their rating. 
So someone was like, oh, like, we had, did you know you have an Uber rating? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that. So I went and looked at it. And I was like, why is mine so low? I mean, it wasn't low, but I was like, why don't I have like Of course, five? you're being hard on yourself. Yeah, I mean, typical. I was like, why? I mean, who get who knocked me down? Excuse me. But then you realize, like, obviously, you know, maybe I didn't tip well. I mean, you this all starts this whole thing. You could sit here and wonder why, why did not have a perfect rating? And then you go down, and I was thinking, everything is rated. Not everything, but there's so many things in our everyday world and society that are based on a number or a rating. And I started thinking, I was like, let me compile a little list so we can all feel sorry for ourselves. <laughs> so obviously Uber. Then if you think about social apps, which is obviously everything in our world that we were just talking about, that it can make you feel, and I, my mom was getting so tired of me saying this, but I feel worthless sometimes. And I, it sounds so bad because you should never talk about yourselves that way. But we're all so focused on, at least we are, so focused on numbers all the time. Whether it's especially social media, but I also it is numbers, but I think social media is also like it's, it's the thing you always say where they people think the grass is greener yeah. on the other side. And I posted a quote the other day about being the grass being greener, but so with social media, obviously Instagram, there's likes, there's followers, there's comment numbers, and then back in the day with MySpace, there was like your top eight, which I remember having anxiety about because I was like, well, I'm on this person's top eight, like why did they move me down? Remember that? It was literally in order, yeah, too. Yeah, and it was in order. You were, I mean, it's horrible. If you got in a fight in middle yeah. school, they'd move you down. Yeah. And then I got to, I think I got to the point where I just didn't, I don't know if I, I don't had think anybody. I did it. I think I got I didn't want to, it's so typical, t- me. It's so was... typical of me to just avoid, not avoid, but I just got rid of it because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And then when you think about like Facebook, too, it was like how many friends you had, then you don't look stupid if you didn't have a lot of people that you were friends with. You're like, who's this person who doesn't have any friends? I don't have a lot of friends. No, I, I never, don't. I, never I used don't. But I'm saying when that was like the only app yeah, to use, yeah. people were looking at that. And then, not even on social media, but like you think about like grades and school. And I think that's where it started for me was if I didn't, I had to get a certain grade. And like shout out to those people who don't let it get to them that much. I wish I was like that. I mean, I think there's two sides. It's good to be really motivated, but it's a double-edged sword because I am I am so critical. If I don't get to the like in my head where I think I is successful or like where's it deemed a, a good score, then I'm ripping myself apart. So I think you know the grades, whether it's you when you start really young and the grades, or you don't you know you take SATs or you get into schools and it's like the it's not just the competition but it's like the pressure that's put on all of ourselves to be you know to reach a certain level and then you think about salary like how much money you're making versus other people and trying out for sports and like all this stuff that's like based on like a rating like even the draft like everything is I know they have to rank someone on other stuff but it's just unfortunate that we are so it makes us the pressure feel so much worse and so I think that's when rejection comes into play because when you don't get something that you wanted and you're rejected or you feel like you didn't earn what you wanted to earn, it's really disappointing and it's, it really hurts. And then it's even more hurtful when it's like someone's doing it to you where it's like a personal level. So we wanted to share on a more positive note just because it's like really relatable to us. We wanted to share some stuff that is helping us that we actually started doing last night some of them I mean I've done over time but we did some of them last night to help myself cope better and for me the stuff that I did immediately was I called my mom I know you know people are like 
if you're not close with your mom, call someone that you're close with. If I didn't have my mom, I would call Samantha, obviously. Call a friend or call a friend. Or someone, that you feel loved yeah, by. That you can feel loved by and that you feel, you feel like you can be yourself and you can really, really be open with and not feel judged. Because at this time, we're raw and vulnerable and you don't want someone criticizing you or judging you for how you feel. If you talk it out, I feel like it just helps. Even doing this podcast with you guys, selfishly, is therapeutic for me because I can't say, I'm not going to say what happened, but for me, it's like I need to just kind of like tell myself mentally that it's going to be okay. And so then after I did that, I was still crying a lot, but I helped out a little bit better. And then I didn't get on my phone for a while, which is, I know I was on it at some point, but... I, I like couldn't even which is a lot for me because I'm always on my phone it's another it's another thing that I need to work on but uh I like had to step aside and be like I'm not doing that right now because I can't even like process I can't even like think straight so I put it away and also like Sam's boyfriend came over and we were like venting to him about it and I think it's I mean Lucky he probably him. he probably didn't care but I was like <laughs> Well, sorry, you showed up. You walked right into this. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's just like at that point, I'm very vocal. Like, I have to talk about it. Like, I don't get Well, that's off. another thing I was going to say. You need to allow yourself to feel. You cannot, if you're the kind of person that likes to, like, suppress your feelings and that's how you deal with things, I think in this situation, it's best just let it out. Whether it means you're bawling and you're sobbing uncontrollably or you're venting, un- like, nonstop to someone or you're, like, writing it in your Like, you need to let yourself be able to like feel it and process it so that you can like move on and like really let it out because I think if you repress it or suppress it you're just gonna it just stays inside of you and you're gonna feel that forever I mean it doesn't matter if it's stored in your brain I just feel like in this situation you really need to be able to let it out yeah and then another thing that I did was I went on Pinterest and I looked at a bunch of quotes about rejection I'm not going to read them on here because you guys can I, whatever. If you want them, you can definitely send me a message and I'll send some of the ones I shared. But there were some really good ones and ones that really resonated with me. And were like, okay, like I actually went on Pinterest and I not only saved it on my board, but I saved the images to my camera roll and I made a little collage of them so I could like keep reading them over and over again. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then there was one, there were like a few mantras that I'm going to read every day just because they're like positive ones. Like I am enough. I'm worthy. Like whatever stuff to boost, you know, your positive self-talk. And then another thing that I did was I meditated back to that same topic. I actually found one on, there was like a seven day series on the calm app that I use a lot and it was on um, self-love. So I started, I've done well, I only done the first day, but it was no, because I only started yesterday. Yeah. But it was just like it's good to hear. I had to breathe and do all that. And then um, I've talked this before on my Instagram, but I had a psychic reading like a month or two ago, and it was it made me more positive about the future. So I'm thinking I might do that again, just because I need some like positivity, positive vibes, and even if they're not accurate, it just kind of gets you on that positive mental thinking. Um, another thing you could do is you could journal. I did this last night too. I wrote about how I was feeling. And I think that's good. Even if you never read it again, it's good to get it out on paper. And well, just that's the whole thing. It's allowing yourself yeah. to feel. I wrote everything I was feeling, why I was upset. And I, I'm sure I will go back and read them. But, you know, it's just good to have it. And then um, you can also, like, go on a walk and just to clear your head, listen to a podcast. I mean, that's, like, positive. Nothing that's going to make you anxious or feel like – even worse than you do, but something that's positive. And then another thing that I 
read and I already finished it was it's this book called hashtag I am enough and the author is I had just had it open on my Kindle app I'm sorry guys um the author is Marissa Peer m-a-r-s-a-p-e-e-r so she wrote a book about being I am enough and it's just a really good I made Sam start reading it because it's all about positive self-talk and how your mind doesn't know the difference between like what's really happening what's not just knows like what you're telling it so similar what Sam was saying earlier about our us needing um connection and fearing rejection that's what she talks about she's a therapist and she talks about that in the book and it's really insightful like it really I need to read it again but it's really just gives you I would recommend it to anybody so and it's a really good read too so those are some of the things that and a lot of the meditation the book the article I read you guys a lot of it all runs together so it's not like one has very opposing very opposing um, viewpoints. It, it all kind of mesh. Like when you read one and you read another, you realize how similar all the beliefs are. They all have the same concepts. So clearly there's a point to all this. Yeah. And it, it just all, it's just, again, a reminder that you really need to be nice to yourself. You're the only person who can really take care of you. So it doesn't matter who accepts you, who rejects you, who loves you. You have to love yourself and if you didn't get a chance to listen to our other podcast from last week, we had a dating expert on there, and she's talking all about finding the right one. And so that's another aspect of rejection that can come, and you really have to love yourself to be able to love someone else. I know you hear all the time that really, like, I'm in that phase right now, and I'm trying, I mean, I do love myself, but trying to accept myself. I do accept myself, but I feel like I'm really hard on myself, and that's something that I really need to be better about because I don't, I and I've never been with someone to, I've never been with someone that I want to make me feel better. I That's never been a problem for me. But in general, I think I just need to be better about being not being so rough with myself. So I literally have post-it notes. I started doing this yesterday. I already had saved my background on my phone to I am enough. But I wrote out post-it notes and I put them on my bathroom mirror. I have one on my laptop, like places that I'm all lot. So I can constantly be seeing that I am enough line. And she recommends that in the book. So I, I think it's just a good read. So kind of moving on to the wellness topic, we have a lot of wellness stuff for you guys, but I have been getting a lot of messages since I we eat plant-based and I've been sharing so much about that. We've been getting a lot of messages about digestion and, well, someone, a few people actually, it's so funny. I love that you guys feel comfortable enough to ask me this because I'm like, oh, wow, like, I think it's funny, but I, you guys always feel so uncomfortable to ask me and even just like some- Uncomfortable. Comfortable. No, but like they've- They'll message me about like a bra side, like a bra, like what kind of bra I recommend, stuff like that. And they're like, I'm sorry to bother you. I know this is like a weird question. And honestly, you're never, if you guys are listeners and you follow me on there, you're never bothering me. Like I love answering these questions and there's nothing really, I mean, I sh- I'm not going to post this kind of stuff in my story, but if there's anything you're like curious about, you can always message me. And if I don't want to answer it, I'll just tell you I'm not going to answer it. But that rarely happens anyways. So, um, but with that being said, we wanted to talk about, people have asked me if I've ever done a colonic. And the answer is kind of, well, it's yes and no. But I haven't gone somewhere and done a colonic. But I have, and Sam and I do, I know this is really gross, but we do enemas at home sometimes. And I never thought I would ever do one. But the main thing is, is that digestion is so important. And I didn't even realize this until a couple years ago. 
like obviously you you know you need to eliminate regularly but I didn't know like I didn't pay attention until I started eating healthier that I wasn't really going regularly and I feel like no one really talks about that you think oh like I go once in a while like that's not enough you really should be going at least once a day but if not multiple times especially if you eat healthy like you should be going I mean regardless you should be but if you don't have a good diet you're not going to probably go that much so with digestion because people are messaging me saying like how do you deal with bloating the way you eat and I'm like honestly like I'm bloated all the time I'm not like oh my god like it's I mean sometimes if I eat something that doesn't agree with me I get like my stomach gets distended and you won't see me taking any pictures from any angle and it's like even in Pilates today we're in Pilates and I have to share this because it's so funny I was wearing a pair of the Lululemon Align Capris so they're like high-waisted and they're not like super tight I mean they're like the fabric is like not, they don't, suck, they don't you suck you in. So it's like if your stomach's hanging out, like they're not going to suck you in. Bloated. Yeah. Know. Or if you're just like overweight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're not going to forgive me. So I was wearing that with like, I normally wear like longer tops for this reason because I feel like I'm bloated all the time. I look like I'm like carrying a child in there. If I'm not like consciously like have good posture and like hugging my core. So I was wearing this like crop top that was really cute, but not when I, like, leaned down. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the workout. I wasn't worried about, like, looking good. So I was, like, doing the workout, and Sam looked at me, and she's, like, chuckling, and she's, like, your stomach. And I'm, like, what? I didn't know what she was, I thought she was saying how hard the pose was. She legit, I mean, it was hard, but she legit, I mean, I, I hate to say this because I'm putting down someone, but I will to her. <laughs> but I'm going to say it we're super, we're super real with each other. I'm, like, her stomach, she literally looked like she had a beach ball in her stomach. Thank you. And I've heard lots of things you know, over the three years and or two years, whatever, we've been dealing with health issues. Being bloated is a sign of having like issues. So we're not going to sit here and say, I mean, we're clearly still recovering, still working yeah, on our health. Yeah, but I also feel like when people say they're never bloated, I'm like, I don't know how you're never bloated. Well, you have to chew properly. There's so many, like we're going to go into it. There's so many things that affect if I'm bloated or not, or if anybody else is bloated. But if you're literally, I'm never bloated, like, I don't, I mean, you must have some superpower because. Well, I mean, it's, you need to, what I've learned is, first of all, you cannot have any kind of, like, I mean, I don't know, don't, I'm, don't quote me because I'm not a doctor, but you cannot have, like, when you have dysbiosis, is that what it is? You have, like, your, please stop slurping your straw. Sorry. It's embarrassing. Thirsty. Um, you cannot have where your bacteria is imbalanced, um, or these are things you should avoid. That are that could be causing it, or if there's certain foods that are inflaming you, if you don't have like um, you know strong stomach acid, if you don't have um, I'm trying to think, if you're chewing your food really quickly, like not chewing your food, like you're just shoveling down very high fiber foods, like I eat all day, like a bunch of fruit and vegetables, like a bunch of salad, and you're just like taking two chomps on it and you're swallowing it down, your body has to work really hard to break that down to small because that's how your your body doesn't um, digest, you know, it digests it into tiny little fragments. It doesn't put a whole thing of lettuce into your stomach um, or after your intestine. And if you're really stressed out, which can in turn be why you're stressed, like you're eating so quickly and not paying it, not chewing, your food's not going to digest properly. And... Trying to think what else. Well, are you going down the list of stuff? No, I was just thinking things that could bloat you. So yeah. But maybe these people are doing, and mainly if you don't have like bacterial overgrowth, you don't have candida, like high overgrowth candida, 
um, a bunch of other things and maybe you won't be bloated. Okay, I think anyone has experienced bloating at some point in their life. But and if you're eating those foods, it's pretty much yeah. unavoidable. Even but. if you're eating if you're eating anything, you eat a big pizza, a big bowl of pasta, you like you know that thing where your jeans get tight. Like Yeah, I'm just saying when we used to go to like these natural practitioners, they were like saying, you need to be like one with your food, you need to like enjoy it and savor it and like all yeah, those things I don't are do really that. some people do and they do a really good job with it and I'm sure they're less bloated, to be honest. Well, Yes. I mean, I'm not chronically bloated all the time, but I think there's times I look better. But anyways. Well, today you were having a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I, I felt it when I put the leggings on. And honestly, on. stress plays a huge role in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I know. I, I felt it. So I, put, I felt it when I put the leggings on, but I just kind of rolled with Whatever. it. Whatever. Oh, no. So anyways, so back on the end of my topic, I, when you have hypothyroid, hypothyroidism, you don't everything kind of slows down so you don't go to the bathroom regularly. You're kind of backed up. So this kind of started for us like a long time ago. But, I mean, since then, happy to say it's been better. But it will slow down. Or if you, or if you have any kind of health issues, it may slow down. Medications you're taking or your diet. So it's important if you're not, if you're listening to this, you're like, I'm not going once a day. I mean, it doesn't always happen to me every single day. Sometimes there's issues when you're traveling or whatever. But I feel like consistently, like, there's a problem. You And then you, you're, like, backed up. It's not good to have, like, I know we're getting really graphic on here, but it's not good to have, like, stool that's backed up in your system for that long. It, I mean, not to get graphic again, but it rots. Basically, the bacteria rots for years, and it ferments, and it, it, you cause you to have lots of issues. So you've never done a colonic or an enema well, before. Well, another thing is, people might not yeah, realize. I didn't. Yeah. I just thought, okay, when you go when you're eliminating again, I feel like people are probably gonna be like, if you're grossed out by this, you can just skip over this part. But when you're eliminating, but it is like biology. When you're when you're eliminating stool from your body, it's not just like oh, all the food you ate. It's eliminating toxins out of your body. So I like I don't know why for the longest time. Probably up until like a couple years ago, I never really thought about that. I was like, oh yeah, it's just like all the waste of my, you know, it is waste. But like, I was literally just thinking food. I wasn't thinking like, oh, I'm not going to the bathroom for X amount of days. Like, that's a problem because all these toxins aren't being released. Your body releases toxins through your skin, through perspiration, and through um, waste. So like urine and obviously your stool. So if you're not, those are two, that's one big pathway. If you're not doing that, you're your body is not eliminating completely, which is, and so those toxins are just being, you know, stored in your body. Um, it can lead to a lot of other health issues, um, that have to do with your colon and you can get, um, even dumb, like crazy things like allergies, headaches, you can get obviously indigestion, you can get your breath cancer, always are signs of, um, like toxicity, like toxin buildup from not releasing them. So, it's important to do to find a way to get rid of it. I mean, if you're going regularly um, and you don't really have like skin issues, you don't have like what a doctor diagnosed you. I guess they're bullying anything of IBS and all those things. I don't really think it's something you need to be concerned about. If you do all these things, I mean, I wouldn't go and administer an enema by yourself. Like, don't, don't just don't just Google, Google online. But I would like look into it. I would look into seeing like a natural like a natural practitioner or go see a normal doctor. Um, or, you know, there's things like colonics, but of course, like all these things you need to be careful. We're not medical professionals, but we're just kind of sharing what works with that works for us. I had, if you guys remember a couple months ago, I had a horrible reaction to my eyelash extensions and I thought it was my eyelash extensions. And 
flash forward like a, a month or two after I had them off, I was still getting horrible reactions without any glue or anything on my eyelashes. And I realized I was having really bad eczema. So, which is a sign of like a toxicity buildup. I mean, it can be in different people, but usually anytime you have like a skin issue like that, even acne, you're having, your body, it's not releasing properly. So it's just going, it goes to your skin. Um, so I was told to do um, a bunch of other things among like what I'm eating, but I was told to do, um, for me personally, I wasn't, I was doing enemas like once a month and then I like kind of stopped doing it. So I was like, oh, I feel fine. I'm going to the bathroom regularly. I don't need to do it. And then I started getting all the skin issues. So I started back on track. I was told by like someone in the medical field to do them once a week. And I've been doing that for, I don't know, a couple months. And within a couple of weeks, I was like, this isn't working. And in a couple of weeks, my, my lash, my eyelids looked night and day. Like if you guys could see a picture of what I looked like, it's like horrifying. I had the lashes on. It was scary. I woke up the next morning and my eyes were basically like glued shut basically. And that had never happened to me. I had eyelash extensions for like three years. So I was obviously really upset that I had to take them off. But they did go down a little bit. And I thought, oh, it's because of the glue. And what happened was because the glue has like a lot of toxins in it and chemicals that I already aware of that are not good for you, um, it can just basically set it off. So it was that was the case for me. Some people, they're allergic and, I mean, it's their choice to never put them back on. Look, I know I'm putting them on. I know they're not safe, but like, I mean, they're safe, but they're not like the best thing for you. Um, but I did go ahead and put them back on and I haven't had any reactions really. And they actually, when they still get a little itchy sometimes, they, it dissipates pretty quickly. It's never like, mine started where it was like itching me, like to the point of like a mosquito bite on my upper, like on my eyelid and my lower, like my, under my eyes. And then it would do that all the time. Like they get super red and itchy. Like it was horrible. And I was like, I need, to, I need to take these off. But I kept, of course I was crazy and I kept putting them on. And then I eventually, they, one time that was it. My body was like, no more. They, my eyes blew up and it was like, it was horrifying needless to say. But anyway, I just want to share that success story for you because it worked for me. Um, if you're dealing with that, maybe it's something to look into and try. Yeah. And you could go get a colonic too, where like they do. It yeah. For you. If it's, I mean, you could try it one time. It's definitely a weird experience if you've never done it before. It's just kind of weird. And it's it's uncomfortable. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage. Like, it's not like that. But it is crazy how different you feel if you do it the right way. And you're like, again, under like a medical supervision. Like, don't just go try it at home and not know what you're doing. But it's crazy. It can like make you feel like you have more energy. And literally, like we don't – people sometimes do coffee or they do – I just literally just do water. But you need to be careful with the water. You do not want to use tap water, especially if you're doing it on a regular basis because the tap water, as you know, contains like a lot of stuff in it. And you don't want – that goes directly into your into your colon. So you don't want to do that. You want to make sure it's – what is it? Distilled or yeah, spring water? Distilled. distilled. I guess distilled water. We want to make sure it's that, and um, I don't know. I wouldn't like about frequency. I would talk to your medical professional about that because I don't really. I don't. I'm not like a person that should tell you what to do because I'm not qualified. Um, but that definitely helps, especially if you're like backed up. And I mean, you can't be using that. I mean, I know there's articles that say you can get dependent on it and all that stuff. But again, I would just speak to your medical professional. And just kind of try it out one time and see if it, if it helps you. But it has helped cut, cut uh, helped keep me regular. Of course, the way I eat, I make. I mean, I'm eating a ton of fiber all day. But yeah. on that note, we're gonna go into like some tips on how 
we like about dig- how are we keep our digestion pretty much like pretty solid <laughs> yeah well like she was saying uh i think it's important to eat a lot of fiber and you can get that from so many things but for us who eat so many apples are a great way we eat a ton of fruit in the day berries and apples and then we eat a ton of greens too green juices anytime away you can get greens salads juices vegetables like whatever you can any fruits and vegetables you can eat are loaded with fiber you also want to make sure you guys already know to drink a ton of water and um you can i mean i know there's varying amounts that people say i just try to drink all the time i don't like measure it out but i'm always drinking like a big mug of hot tea a big water bottle just all the time i'm drinking and um you want to i mean you'll know if you're going to the bathroom a lot to pee so uh you want to stay hydrated even if you're drinking green juices those have like vegetables and fruits have a ton of water in them you also want to make sure again with the fiber you want to make sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet and that can come from so many sources like grains, fruits and vegetables, uh, oats, uh, beans. Like you can get it from so many ways. Um, there's also like things that have their full fiber. Yeah. You can add into yeah. water and stuff. Yeah. And then you want to... Chia seeds. Yeah, chia seeds are really good. You also want to make sure, like Sam was saying, that you chew your food really well. And you're supposed to chew it like 10 to 20... 10, 15 times. I chew it about two or three. Yeah, I don't I don't chew completely at all, but you're really supposed to. Like, I'd be eating all day. I'd be eating for hours, but whatever. I'd probably get fuller. And then you're supposed to also let yourself get full, which I don't do that either. Um, and then obviously going with that, not to eat too quickly, to like really enjoy your meal. Don't be distracted on your phone while you're like eating. And that's another thing that we didn't know for the longest time. I know there's varying opinions, but we don't really drink a lot of liquid when we're eating. I'll drink a lot before I eat, and, like, you're supposed to wait after you eat, too, not to drink a little bit. But generally, if they bring water to the table, I take a couple sips, or I'll get hot water with lemon, and it's the only thing I drink. Because if you're drinking ice-cold water, it, like, it makes your stomach really cold, and it, like, has to work. I don't know the science behind it, but basically, it disrupts the digestion. So it's better to avoid doing that if you can. Just try it and see if it helps you at all. And then taking good probiotic... Um, especially if you're doing enemas a lot, you need to make sure you're rebalancing your gut bacteria because you're you're taking all the bacteria out. But in general, you want to have a good probiotic too. Um, and then there's all this stuff on food combining. I don't, because we only eat fruits and vegetables, I don't have to worry about it too much. But with the food combining, it has to do, if you just do like a little Google search, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but or the, or the methods you're supposed to follow. But it's basically like, you space it out like fruits digest really quickly so you eat those first on an empty stomach and then you wait 30 minutes to like have your other meals and you're not supposed to combine like certain proteins and starches together and you're supposed to wait if you eat like a fat or like an animal protein you're supposed to wait like I don't know how many hours to eat again and that kind of goes with like people do like fasting for me I try to like since I like to eat late at night I try if I stop eating like at 10 I try not to eat till 10 the next morning I mean it doesn't always happen because I have to get up early but I usually will try to give myself time and not jump right into the next meal. But throughout the day, I pretty much snack all day. But I'm also eating, like, I'm not eating really heavy stuff. So just some food for thought, literally. So um, we're going to finish off this episode with our favorites for the week. Kind of going on the on the fruits and vegetables topic, one of my favorite subscription boxes that we're both going to share our favorites is the Imperfect Box. Um, what's cool about that that we shared in our Imperfect stories, produce. sorry, Imperfect Produce box, is that they, so it's fruits and vegetables and like other grocery stuff, 
what it is is they basically gather the produce that's quote imperfect and like doesn't look good enough to be sold in stores even though it looks perfectly fine to me and you get it for less so they get it from like farms and like other stuff which is really cool and they deliver it straight to your door like a box of stuff you can pick like a large or small box a mix of fruit and vegetables all vegetables all organic or whatever you want and you can customize it every week it'll send you like a little email telling you it's time to customize your box and you can pick how much you want in there and it tells you like how much it'll be so you can like eliminate like you can get rid of products or items that you don't want and like add different ones and we've really been liking it so We'll share a code that you guys can use to sign up for it. If you guys want to try it, it gives you like a little discount, I think, on the first order. And we've been using it for a couple months now. I really like it. We don't do it every single week, just like when we need it. But I really like you can get like spaghetti squash and like butternut squash and ginger and like beets and all different sorts of stuff that I probably wouldn't go buy myself too. They have normal stuff too, but I really like it. And it's cool because you're supporting stuff they need to be throwing away. Okay, so mine, I'm going to clarify, it's not technically a subscription box. I mean, it looks like one, but it's not. Um, I think I posted about them, like, maybe last year or something, but it's called Happy Box, and it's not a subscription box because it's more like a modern-day care package, and I remember getting those in camp and stuff like that in college, too. But anyway, what you do is you go online, and you fill up a box with, you get a pick from, like, all these different things. Um, different items you can build it how you want it to fit the person and you can write a card out I mean they'll hand write it for you but you literally type in what you want and then they send it to the person so it's a really cool concept I remember when I posted about it um, I like had tried out a box and it was really cool um, I think like one of their popular ones but it was just a really cool concept because I feel like no one really sends care packages anymore and this company does it for you. So you don't have to worry about like going to get the box and like figure out how you're going to mail it and like go through all of that production. You just get on it. You can do it all online. They, do, they even write a handwritten card, which I think is so much more personal, personable, or oh, I'm trying to say, I don't know. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. So definitely check them out. Yeah, I posted on my story. So if you guys followed me, you probably saw it, that I posted it before, but I want to share it with you, but again, it's not really a subscription box. I mean, it kind of looks like it when it arrives, but it's not one that you, like, sign up for, like, del- I guess you could gift it to yourself, but it's basically st- something to send to someone else that you care about or, like, for a birthday or something like that. So that is all we have for this week. We hope that was insightful we, and we shared a lot of wellness stuff this week, but I think that's what we love sharing the most with you guys and I think that's what you guys want to hear. So We'd love to hear your thoughts on it, even the last episode as well. So give us your thoughts. Give us any topics you guys want to hear. We love hearing from you, and we hope you guys have a great week.